Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. Well, a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be with you on these Mondays. No, not Mondays. <laughs> like just getting back. You got to give me a break here today because I'm still a little bit in vacation mode, you know. We're, Cheryl and I had a lovely time away, and uh, good to be back here, though. But as always, when I come back after having been away for a little bit, I got to get back into the swing of things. I, you know, your mind is still... Other places, perhaps. Anyway, I'm happy to be here on this beautiful Ash Wednesday. And, of course, we start this uh, wonderful season of Lent, and we're going to talk about that today. Holy Father gave a lovely uh, homily today over in Rome. And I love today's first reading from the book of Joel, and I want to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, And then just kind of set the stage as we get into this season over the next six weeks of Lent and uh, praying today that... Six weeks from now, we'll be a holier person, right? Each one of us. That's 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 every every Lent we should be striving for that. That by the time uh, we enter into the beautiful Easter Triduum, that we are a, a, a much more holy person than we were on Ash Wednesday. That's this season, this journey that we go through. So, I'm praying and hoping that you keep domestic church media as a part of your Lenten journey, and um, just allow us to accompany you in uh, along the way in so many ways, and how much we need uh, apostolates such as this in these days of confusion and uncertainty, uh, still dealing with the pandemic, all that. And I've been we've been saying it, and, and I mean it. You know, we just invite everyone to come back. Come back to the church, come back to the truth, the truth that will make you free. And uh, that's our goal here. That's our mission at Domestic Church Media. So we'll talk more about that. Let's pray first, though. I'm happy to be, happy, happy, happy to be here with you, my friends. And um, uh, went to the post office today. Thanks to all of you who continue to support us. Got to ask you in your prayer, though, to uh, pray for us because, um, you know, this time of year is is, is very difficult. Um Donations are down, and uh, you know we just need your support, prayers especially, and then, of course, financial support. That's the only way we can do what we do here. So please make that a part of your prayer today uh, with me. And we're going to pray, as we have been doing, the beautiful a prayer of consecration uh, to the Holy Family. And again, these uh, prayer cards are available to you free of charge, uh, courtesy of the Knights of Columbus, all you have to do is request it. Let us know uh, how many you want, and uh, we'll be happy to send them out to you. It's a beautiful prayer card, and it's a prayer of consecration, consecrating our families to the Holy Family of Nazareth. So um, we'll pr- pray that prayer as well, and also keep in, in your prayers. I know it's not a um, a, a, a 
religious thing, but um, you, you know, you probably have heard by now that Rush Limbaugh was called home to the Lord today. Uh, and I think what a, what a great day to go back home, <laughs> right, into the arms of our loving Father on this Ash Wednesday. Um, you know, all politics aside and everything else, um, he certainly did uh, serve. And he would openly on his radio program, because I would listen occasionally, he would talk about Jesus. Uh, he wasn't real hardcore, and he didn't, uh, but he did express his belief in the Lord. And um, so we pray that he's now in the Lord's arms and for his family as well. And um, let's pray. Again, the, the, the prayer to the Holy Family of Nazareth, uh, consecrating our families to Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord Jesus, you lived in the home of Mary and Joseph in Nazareth. There you grew in age, wisdom, and grace as you prepared to fulfill your mission as our Redeemer. We entrust our family to you. O blessed Mary, you are the mother of our Savior. At Nazareth, you cared for Jesus and nurtured him in the peace and joy of your home. We entrust our family to you. O St. Joseph, you provided a secure and loving home for Jesus and Mary and gave us a model of fatherhood while showing us the dignity of work. We entrust our family to you. Holy Family, we consecrate ourselves and our family to you. May we be completely united in a love that is lasting, faithful, and open to the gift of new life. Help us to grow in virtue, to forgive one another from our hearts, and to live in peace all our days. Keep us strong in faith, persevering in prayer, diligent in our work, and generous towards those in need. May our home, O Holy Family, truly become a domestic church where we reflect your example in our daily life. Amen. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael and also the ancient prayer to Our Lady. Our Holy Father asked us to pray these two prayers specifically every day. Every day he said we should be praying these prayers uh, to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And, of course, we add to that intention to protect our country from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities. But deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my friends, I thank you for... Being a part of my day, it's good to be back. Uh, as you know, you, you know, if you're a regular listener, we had some repeats on last week and yesterday. Um, and Cheryl and I were away. We try to every winter time. We don't really take a summer vacation, um, but uh, a prolonged summer vacation anyway. But a little you know, few days here or there, perhaps. But uh, every winter over the past uh, few years, we've been trying to get away and um, snowbird it. <laughs> Go snowbirding. Um, so we go out to the southwest. We, I know a lot of people go to Florida, but we, we really love uh, 
the desert and um, go out there and uh, right around Valentine's Day and just make a little retreat. We actually went again. It's a beautiful. If you ever get out, I'd love to have a little a little pilgrimage out there. Well, that would be fun. Um, you know, Mother Angelica's order, the poor Claire's of perpetual adoration. Um, they, uh, I guess, oh, maybe ten years ago, or maybe maybe even fifteen years ago, um, some of them were given permission to go out into uh, Arizona. And um, they have a beautiful uh, chapel built, and I believe it was one single woman, one woman from California, who funded the building of this chapel. And it's really a beautiful little church, and it literally is out in the middle of the desert. And they call themselves the Desert Nuns <laughs> because uh, we counted there were five um, women and, and then one uh, five uh, uh, nuns and one postulant was there. And they literally are out in the middle. It's a, a town called Tonopah, Arizona, and it's, uh, oh, about an hour and a half um, to the west of Phoenix. And every time we go out there, we always make our little journey, our little pilgrimage out to the shrine. And uh, you get off the main highway, and then you literally are, and it's about six miles of desert road, just dirt road, going back into the, <laughs> into the desert. And all of a sudden, you see this beautiful... Beautiful chapel, uh, Our Lady of Solitude is Our Lady of Solitude Monastery, and uh, the sisters are, of course, always fundraising because they, they the church was built, the chapel was built, but now they are uh, building the uh, the monastery attached to it because they're they're um, cloistered, you know. So anyway, we went out on on Sunday, Valentine's Day, and I went to mass there, and just a beautiful, beautiful, uh, holy place. And so we always pray for you, our listeners, our families, our family of listeners, the apostolate, um, because it's Mother's order, and uh, uh, we know Mother. Just you walk into this chapel. Neat thing is you drive up, and you see the sign. You know, beware of rattlesnakes, because <laughs> you are out in their territory. And now we notice this year when you're leaving the the chapel on the door is another sign saying. It's rattlesnake season. When you open the door going outside, please look around before you you, you venture out. We didn't see any rattlesnakes, but the signs are there, uh, and I'm sure the snakes are there too. Or the signs wouldn't be up like that. But it's it is safe. It's 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 just gotta be you know be aware. That's all. Got a beautiful beautiful holy holy ground. Um. So uh, again, so thank you for allowing me the time away. Uh, it's always good to come back and get back into the swing of things. Now here we are entering into the second half of February, but most importantly, entering into this beautiful season of Lent. And, um, you know, there's different, um, because of the pandemic and, and, the, and the virus, you know, people, the, the ashes being distributed, I, I think in the Diocese of Metuchen, Cheryl's, so that's where she works, her parish is doing ashes with a Q-tip. Some parishes are just sprinkling the ashes on your head. You know, and um, but the important thing is, is that we take, you know, there's this whole idea of conversion, this whole idea of returning to the Lord in a special way. You know, we always think about Lent. Okay, what are you giving up for Lent? And and that's that's important. Um, But also, what are you doing for Lent? What are you doing to uh, improve your own and work on your own, our own sanctification? How can we become a holier person? What can we do uh, in the way of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, you know, to to 
make our lives um, more sanctified. And, you know, I was thinking about it today. I was sitting in the chapel this morning and uh, heard the news that Rush Limbaugh had passed away and, and thinking, you know, here's someone who was admired by many, many, many people. Uh, he was disliked by many people as well. Um, you know, he, he certainly called it the way he saw it. And, um, but you realize that it's a, a, every single one of us, as, as we know today, you know, we are dust and we're going to return to dust. We're all going to die suffer and, and go through a, a mortal death. We're all going to experience that. But the beautiful thing is, is that we as Christians know and look forward to, in a way, we're not looking forward to, to the process of dying, are we? But we're looking forward to that transition when that does happen, because it is going to happen. None of us is exempt from that. But when that does happen, we're going to tra tra uh, transition from this life into eternal life. And we're going to be one of two places in the end, as we know. You know, we may have to make a stop in purgatory on the way, but the great thing about purgatory is when you're there in that state of being, you know you're just there temporarily and that you're going to make it. You Actually, you have made it. When, you, when, you, we find, when our soul, we find ourselves in purgatory, we know we've made it. We're only, there's only one more stop along the way, and that's heaven. And, you know, in fact, speaking of purgatory, Friday's program, our good friend uh, Susan Tassoni is going to join us. She has a brand-new book um, that we can use throughout Lent, um, and uh, our friend Deacon Anthony will join us as well. But, you know, the thing is we, we know that every single one of us is going to experience that, that mortal death. And this beautiful season that we begin today, Ash Wednesday, where we start to, to plot out the next six weeks, you know, what, what are we going to do that's going to bring us closer to Christ? What are we going to do that's going to in, increase our holiness? What are we going to do that's going to... to um, you know, put away and put uh, and and get rid of those things that are preventing us from encountering Christ as we should be. The worldly things, the worldly ways. I, I was listening to uh, the mass this morning on EWTN that we broadcast here, and in the um, general intercessions, the prayer of the faithful, they prayed. One of the prayers was to the effect of that during this season of Lent. May our broken relationships be healed. You know, every single one of us, I'm sure, has had a situation in our life where, whether it be friend or family, a relationship becomes fractured. And especially as it regards family, it's a horrible thing that should never happen. You know, barring any type of, of uh, abuse, especially physical abuse, that's... But we always must be allow ourselves and, and the relationship to be healed spiritually. How do you do that? Well, you pray for the other person. You may never, ever want to see that person again in person for whatever reason. But if you pray for that person and that, that person's salvation, a healing will take place. And maybe eventually there would be a, a, a reconciliation. But I thought that was an interesting interesting prayer, especially in Lent now, to heal fractured 
relationships and broken relationships. Because you know what? The most important relationship that we have is the relationship with God. And we and we pray for especially people we may know and our family or friends who who have a, a broken relationship with the Almighty Lord. That those that relationship becomes healed, especially our fallen away Catholic brothers and sisters who have walked away from the church in one way or another for one reason or another. Now's the time. Now's the time to return. And that's the, the, the first reading from the book of Joel. I'm going to share that with you. But first, let me, let me do this. Let me go to Holy Father. Um, get to the right page here. Uh, for his Ash Wednesday liturgy this morning over in Rome, where Pope Francis said the 40 days of Lent are an opportunity to turn from the slavery of sin to the freedom found in reconciliation with God. He said the journey of Lent is an exodus from slavery to freedom. These 40 days correspond to the 40 days that God's people trekked through the desert to return to their homeland. And the Holy Father said how difficult it was to leave Egypt. The Israelites had many temptations during the 40 years they wandered in the desert, and so it is with us. Our journey back to God is blocked by our unhealthy attachments, held back by the seductive snares of our sins, by the false security of money and appearances, by the paralysis of our discontents. These are the words of Pope Francis this morning reminding us. And, you know, we do this every year. The beautiful, you know, the, one of the, the beautiful um, um, hearts of our church is the cycle of liturgy and the cycle of liturgical seasons. We've been here before. We've, we've had many Ash Wednesdays before, haven't we? And that sets us off on our Lenten journey toward Easter every year. We're back here again. Now we have another opportunity to improve. It's like we can keep every year just growing holier and holier and holier and experience this true metanoia of returning to the Lord and blocking, as the Holy Father said, blocking our unhealthy attachments uh, held back by the seductive snares of our sins, by false security of money and appearances, by the paralysis of our discontents. He said, to embark on this journey, we have to unmask these illusions. I'm just reading here. I'm getting my, my, my screen is... Oh, there it goes. I thought something blocked it. <laughs> to embark on this journey, we have to unmask these illusions. And he reflected on St. Paul's exhortation in 2 Corinthians to be reconciled to God. First of all, make every effort <laughs> that you can to get to confession during this season and get into the habit of confession. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, know, I know things are strange right now. I, I tell you, I've got to be. I tell you a situation here. I mentioned to you we were at Mass on Sunday, Valentine's Day, at the beautiful Our Lady of Solitude Monastery out in Tonopah, in Arizona. Mother's Order, the beautiful nuns, and the restrictions, the COVID restrictions, in Arizona are about the same that we have here in in, in New Jersey, Pennsylvania. 
Uh, you know, you're required to wear masks. But we found it interesting in the chapel during Mass, and there maybe were, there were Cheryl and I, and there, there maybe were maybe eight other people at the most, all spread out. And most of them were not wearing masks during Mass. Um, and I tell you what, we both agreed because we had we had the virus. Cheryl and I had COVID back in November, and we got tested for the antibodies. We have them, so we're basically immune. Not basically, we are immune. And so I that you know there were there was just one one couple that was wearing masks. Everybody else didn't have them, so we we took our masks off. And it was so for me personally, it was such a refreshing thing. It was so it was so liberating. I always find that the mask on your face during mass is it's just it just so distracting. So yeah, that was a blessing for us. Um and I don't know why I got on that topic. <laughs> but anyway, uh Holy Father was talking about being reconciled to God. Oh, so this Lenten season. You know, every year we we kind of reevaluate. We know this season out of all the liturgical seasons reminds us that we are dust and we're going to return to dust. But our mortal soul will live on. And what can we do? And if we need to reconcile in one way or another with each other, you know, remember the scripture tells us, our Lord said, you know, before you bring your gift to the altar, go and be reconciled to your brother first. That might be one of your or our Lenten penances. You know, sometimes pride gets in the way there too, right? In, in, in reconciliation, especially reconciling with God. Oh, I know I got on the topic. I was talking about going to confession. And even confession sometimes is tough. You know, when people were in mass, you know, how many times have I have you said? I know I've said it often. You know, people, whether it be a store clerk or or someone who was, you know, and they were, we're all wearing our masks and we're talking, I don't know, and can't understand what they're saying. But get to confession, get to confession during this season, and be reconciled with God. Maybe some of you haven't been for a while. Maybe some of you go regularly. That's beautiful. And and as I said, if you start now, getting into the habit of going, you know, at least once a month. It's a wonderful way to remain in the state of grace and, and, and receive those sanctifying graces that strengthen us, that help us then to even have the, the strength by God's grace to remain holier, to, to, to um, put away all those worldly things that are preventing a, a true relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy Father said this morning, be reconciled. The journey is not based on our own strength. Heartfelt conversion with the deeds and practices that express it is possibly uh, possible only if it begins with the primacy of God's work. What enables us to return to him is not our own ability or merit, but his offer of grace. And that's so important to remember. You know, especially if, if in your own personal Lenten mortifications, whatever they may be, Whatever it is, you know, giving something up or, or, or doing something that you know you should be doing that you're not, that you're going to start doing. And you don't know how you're going to get through it. I was saying that today to the Lord at Mass. 
Lord, I, you know, in my heart, you know what I'm, I'm going to do here, what I'm setting out to do anyway, but I can't do it, Lord, I say to him, without your grace. I can't do it on my own. There's no way. I'm weak. <laughs> I need the strength of your grace, Lord, to help me get through all this. But today's the day to do that. Today's the day to kind of remind us, okay, there's some things in my life I have to change. There's some things in my life that I need to be better at. I was driving here to the to the station, you know, and, and again, we had a short, I had a very relaxing vacation. It was just the two of us and just very relaxed. And we were in, you know, a place where it was warm and sunny. So it was nice to be there. And we had a lot of fun together, you know, where we just it's where we started our life together. You know, we, we, we got married uh, in December, uh, at the end of December uh, in uh, that year. And, and um, within three months of getting married, I was offered a job promotion out there in, in, in Phoenix. And we, I took it. And for the first three years of our married life together, we lived there. So it's a special place for us. And um, that's why we get go back there, you know. So I make the joke. I said when we were living there 35 years ago, we used to get a chuckle out of all the little older, gray-haired, white-haired people who would come to Phoenix, the Phoenix area in the winter, the snowbirds, and kind of gave us a chuckle then. And I said, but now we have become them. So, but it's it's. Anything that we plan on doing in Lent, in our own personal mortifications, in our own uh, personal sacrifices of prayer, fasting, almsgiving, whatever, and, and, and some of that may be difficult. It's important to remember we can't do it on our own. Ask the Lord for his grace, that great offer of grace that he gives us to be able to do this. And the Holy Father said this morning, the beginning of the return to God is the recognition of our need for him and his mercy, the need for his grace. This is the right path, the path of humility, Pope Francis said. And he also noted God's message through the prophet Joel, return to me with all your heart. And we're going to go to that reading when we come back from break. I'm going to go through that reading a little bit. Holy Father said, how many times in your activity or indifference have we told the Lord, Lord, I will come to you later. Wait, I can't come today, but tomorrow I'll begin to pray and do something for others. Pope Francis said, God now appeals to our hearts. In this life, we will always have things to do and excuses to offer, but now, brothers and sisters, the Holy Father said, is the time to return to God. He said, Lent is more uh, about more than uh, the little sacrifices we make but about realizing where our hearts are oriented and turning them back toward relationship with God. The Holy Father said Lent is a journey that involves our whole life, our entire being. And he advised us, and those who were there today, and again, because of the pandemic, there were not many people in St. Peter's. But he advised them, and he advises you now as I share his words with you, to reflect on the stories of conversion in sacred scripture, to know how to start the journey of the Lenten season. The story of the prodigal son, he said. 
and, and go through Scripture. And, and he said, it's the Father's forgiveness that always sets us back on our feet. God's forgiveness, confession, is the first step on our return journey. Because we all fall, and we all fall away at times. But, you know, if you get into that habit of going to confession and receive that sanctifying grace, it's, 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 like, it's like you're working out spiritually and you're getting pumped up and you're getting stronger to be able to remain close to the Lord, to not stray, to not be lured by the world and the things of the world that seem so attractive to the uh, uh, human heart, you know, because of our fallen nature. And so we, if we get into the, the, the wonderful habit of going to confession regularly, you know, make that good uh, examination of conscience. And you can find, we have one on our, on our web, on our um, uh, free mobile app. We have an examination of conscience there. You can check it out. If you don't have our app yet, I hope you download it because there's so much resource there for you on the Domestic Church Media mobile app. There's, there is a, an examination of conscience. Go through that today. You know what a great exercise that is on Ash Wednesday as we begin our Lenten journey. Just make an examination of conscience and see, you know, you, maybe some of you are saying, I don't know what I'm going to do for Lent. I, I really didn't plan ahead, and I, I know I should be giving something up or I should be sacrificing in some way. And Well, make an examination of conscience and see where your weaknesses are and work to, to, to get rid of those weaknesses. And maybe there's a maybe there's an habitual sin or that you commit regularly. And how am I going to stop? God's grace will give you the strength. God's grace will see us through. But today is the day, my friends, on this beautiful Ash Wednesday, as we begin this journey together of Lent, working toward the glory of Easter. Today's the day to really make that effort of reconciliation with the Lord with others, and to begin to grow in our faith. You know, conversion is a lifelong journey. It's not just a one-day thing. And we want to go through this metanoia of holiness together, and we'll help you in any way we can here at The Apostolate. I'll take a break. When I come back, I want to go to today's first reading from Joel. Beautiful reading that we hear every Ash Wednesday. So you stay where you are, my friends. There's more to come on Come to Me. America, what have you done for your marriage today? It's a good question. Boy, I gave a huge hug this morning, like a really big squeeze. I took the baby while she worked. I got up with the baby while he slept. Yeah. We've actually organized a date night tonight. I cooked my husband's favorite breakfast. Well, I've done today what I usually do, and that is obey. What have you done for your marriage today? Don't forget the small stuff. Need ideas? Go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that. 
because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Because God knows all things and because he is creator, it follows that every single thing in the world was made according to an idea or a pattern existing in the divine mind. Look round about you. You see a bridge, a statue, a painting, a building. Before any of these things began to be, they existed in the mind of the one who designed or planned them. In like manner, there is not a tree, a flower, a bird, an insect in the world that does not in some way correspond to an idea existing in the divine mind. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Have you downloaded the Domestic Church Media app for all your mobile devices? It's free and enables you to stay in touch with Domestic Church Media and all we have to offer. You can tune into our live broadcast 24-7 as well as listen to our archives and podcasts. And you can even watch our local DCM programs live on our YouTube channel or watch the archive programs all on your phone or tablet. In addition to all things DCM, you'll also have so many other resources right at your fingertips. The free Domestic Church Media mobile app also gives you the daily mass readings, the liturgy of the hours, numerous common prayers and novenas, and daily saints of the day. And that's not all. The Domestic Church Media mobile app also includes the complete catechism of the Catholic Church, the entire Bible, as well as multiple Catholic periodicals and newspapers like the National Catholic Register, Our Sunday Visitor, and so many others. Plus, you'll have access to all our local diocesan newspapers and so much more go to your app store today and download the free domestic church media mobile app we know you'll love it from Lahaska to Long Branch Solberry to Seaside Park Atlantic Highlands to Allentown Ocean Grove to Oxford Valley Little Silver to Lower Makefield proclaiming the joy of the gospel on domestic church Catholic radio Well, welcome back, my friends, on this Ash Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. It's good to be back after, uh, well, almost two weeks, not two weeks completely, but uh, I did take an extra day yesterday. We flew in last night, so um, I, I got to tell you, uh, I just, you know, I know we're in the middle of all this pandemic stuff. Going out, we, we left uh, a week ago Sunday, and... Uh, Literally, there were, I think we counted 20 people on the plane, you know, a regular sized jet, you know, <laughs> that probably holds a few hundred, 20 people. Coming back last night or yesterday, it was, there wasn't an empty seat. And I'm thinking we're all sitting there with all of, we have the masks on and you're sitting, you know, shoulder to shoulder and, and the, <laughs> Sean and I were 
trying to understand it. You know, we, we you return the rental car, you get on the, the shuttle bus, take you from the rental car place to the airport, and people are just standing shoulder to shoulder with the masks on. Oh, I don't, I don't understand it. Let's just hope this whole thing gets out of here. I'm just, aren't we all tired of it? You know, I mean, I understand that there's, you know, obviously it's a serious thing. We had it. We know it wasn't bad. We, we made it through. We were very blessed to have very mild symptoms, but now have the antibodies. So we know that we are immune and um, we thank God for that. But anyway, it's just the whole world is just, this is why it's so important, I think, for people to come back to what you know you can count on, right? The, the foundation of life that is our, our, our God. And he will never abandon us, you know. He'll never, ever, ever abandon us. He walks with us through all of this. And I, I'm praying that more people come back to listening to our broadcasts, you know. 24-7 we have programming for you that will help to build up your faith. And that's what's going to get us through. That's what's going to get us through all this. Uh, I do see, and I'm happy about this, on the bulletin board at domesticchurchmedia.org, there are some events being posted now, which is great. Uh, for instance, um, tonight there is, and this is this is ongoing, I guess, every Wednesday until June 23rd. I'm sorry, not tonight. It was this morning. Every morning at 9.30, so there's a rosary for priests, and it's a Zoom rosary. Um, so check that out. That's on our website at domesticchurchmedia.org. Uh, also, um, let's see what else we have here. Scrolling around here, scrolling about. Uh, there's a uh, Study of the Gospel of Mark online or in person at St. Rose of Belmar. So you can either watch it online or actually go to the church. Of course, all the social distancing being practiced and all that kind of stuff. But uh, check that out. That's on our website as well, on our bulletin board. And then, um, let's see, this is, go here. Uh, oh, there's healing prayer teams on Zoom. So there's all kinds of stuff. So go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and then click on the bulletin board um, link up on top, and you'll see a lot of these things uh, that you can participate in via technology, or as, as uh, we see at St. Rose, you can even attend the uh, study of the uh, Gospel of Mark in person at the church, again, with all the proper precautions being taken and proper social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but you go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and then up on the top, click on the bulletin board link, and you'll see all these postings. And then you can also post, if you're having something or know of something, uh, you can fill it out, and we'll be happy to post that for you as well. Uh, and then, again, my friends, I should have mentioned this at the top of the prayer time together, we had... Um, I'm excited because there's a, a new expansion of domestic church media's reach going to be taking place uh, sometime soon. Um, we're, I'm really excited about it. I, I, I want to get everything in place before I make a real official announcement, but it's, it's moving forward. Um, and it's just another way to reach people with the, the gospel, with the truth of, of Jesus. That's what people need. They need to hear, you know, because right now you, you can watch 
the news and, and all those programs, listen to the politicians. You don't know who's telling you the truth. You know, they're, they're talking out both sides of their mouths. When you listen to Catholic broadcasts or watch them, you know, you, you know you're getting the truth. You know you're not getting something that you question. Uh, you know what you hear here is true. And that's important. And speaking of truth, we're going to go right to today's first reading from the book of the prophet Joel. Now I'm reading this right off my free domestic church media mobile app because the daily media, daily mass readings are there every day. They change for the readings of the day. And this is something that we hear every Ash Wednesday, basically, from the book of the prophet Joel. From chapter 2, beginning with verse 12. If you've gone to Mass, you've heard this, and if you watch the Mass or listen to the Mass, you've heard this today already, but let's just, let's just really open our hearts to the Lord speaking to us through his word on this beautiful Ash Wednesday. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, Return to me with your whole heart, everything you have, everything that you can do and be with all of your being. Return to me, he says, with fasting and weeping and mourning. You know, it's not easy to fast, (laughs) is it? You know, I mean, I'm doing what I try, you know, I've, of course, Cheryl and I were saying that we were away. As I said, we came back yesterday and we run into, into Ashford. It's kind of our own personal little carnival <laughs> that we had for uh, 10 days, whatever it was, we were away. Uh, so we, you know, we we were enjoying the pleasures of food <laughs> and, and just, you know, knowing that they would come Ash Wednesday and Lent when all that stops. Not easy, Right. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. Perhaps he will again relent and leave behind him a blessing, offerings and libations for the Lord your God. He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, rich in kindness. This is our God. You know, we, uh, one, one thing we did when we were away, we, we watched um, the first season, like eight episodes of The Chosen. We've heard a lot about it. We had never watched it. We never saw it, but we, we took the time uh, at night there away to, to watch the episodes and it's it's interesting because it's it's based of course on the life of Jesus really the main character uh in, in the story is is Peter i think the uh, of course our lord is and we see his his uh teachings throughout and the, the the all the actors are very good and and it's well done it's not you know cheesy it's it's just a, a, a and it was on youtube for free you can search youtube uh, for the chosen and all eight episodes are on there for free you don't have to pay for it 
Um, so that might be a good Lenten um, exercise for you. You know, maybe it's you're thinking of well, you can go to YouTube and just search for the Chosen, and and you see the eight episodes will come up, and they're free. You don't have to pay for them, so watch. Or any other film about the life of our Lord. My favorite um, of all is. Jesus of Nazareth that was that was produced and filmed back in 1977 by Franco Zeffirelli, director. Um, just a beautiful uh, portrayal of, of the Lord and, and uh, Scripture. Um, the one thing that I, now that you look back on that particular uh, film, is the crucifixion of Jesus in Jesus of Nazareth, which was a two-part uh, movie of the week. It was on ABC for... I think the first one, when it when it premiered, was on Palm Sunday, and then the second half was on Easter Sunday. I don't know if they would do that today on network television, but it was a beautiful, beautiful film, and you can get it. I have it on DVD. You probably can find it on all any of these streaming services. Um, but the crucifixion scene is very sterile. If you see a few drops of blood on the Lord, you know, you compare it to um, Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. So sometimes what I do is I watch the Jesus of Nazareth up to that point, and then I switch over to <laughs> the Passion of the Christ because it's more realistic as far as the crucifixion goes. Um, but that might be a, a you know a, a good thing to do because as your Scripture tells us that our Lord is gracious and merciful, rich in kindness, slow to anger. This is our God, a loving God. God is love. And we talk about returning to the Lord. We talk about reconciling with God and especially pray for those who we know. We all know at least one person, but more than that, I'm sure, people who have left the church. Pray for them. Make that part of your Lenten uh, sacrifice, to make an effort to spend time in prayer for individuals that you know, to pray them back into the church. Because our God is merciful. Our God is rich in kindness. Our God is merciful. He wants everyone to return to him, as we're reading here in the book of Joel. Blow the trumpet in Zion, proclaim a fast, call an assembly. Gather the people, notify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom quit his room and the bride her chamber. Between the porch and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare, O Lord, your people, and make not your heritage a reproach with the nations ruling over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord was stirred to concern for his land and took pity on his people. You know, our God is a gentle, kind, loving, merciful God. All too often, you know, we see a portrayal or people like to create a portrayal of a, of a mean, vengeful God, a God who sits in his throne, this this scowling, old, white-haired and bearded man with two lightning bolts in his hands waiting to throw down at the people, catching them doing something wrong. 
That's a lie. That's not our God. Scripture tells us God is love. You know, we, we know, as I said earlier, and as you know, I don't have to say it, I can tell you, we're all going to, at one point in our life, and the older we get, the closer that point comes, you know. We used to say, when we pray our Hail Mary, we ask the Blessed Mother to pray for us now and at the hour of our death. That's how we end our prayer, the Hail Mary, right? Pray for us now and at the hour of our death. Well, when we first learned that prayer, probably three or four or five years old, our now and the hour of our death were far, far apart. But if you're like me, I'm 66 years old, you know, some of you my age, older, a little younger, whatever, that now and hour of our death is a lot closer. So eventually it's going to be the same moment in time. We don't know the day or the hour. But we know that God awaits us. Our loving, kind, and merciful God, who is slow to anger and rich in kindness, created us not for this world, but created us to be with him for all eternity. You know, as we practice our faith, my friends, this is why I, I feel so sorry for brothers and sisters who leave our church or who make the practice of their faith a, a, a once-a-week, 45-minute affair at Mass, and that's it. But if you allow yourself to really delve into it and, and our faith and make our faith as much a part of us uh, uh, as we can, and we live it, and we encounter God in all things that we do, and we come to know and love in our encounter with Christ through the Scriptures, at Holy Mass, through the sacraments, especially the Eucharist, that it just becomes a normal part of our being. Our transition will, will not be a difficult one. <laughs> Our transition from this life into the next, that the world calls death, we know is not death, but rather birth into eternal life. We shouldn't fear death. We're not bringing it on. We don't want to bring it on. God knows the right time. God will call us when our time in this life is up, and only he has or should have control over that. That's why murder is a mortal sin, the taking of anyone's life intentionally. It's not our, ours to do. God knows. God created us in the moment he created us. He knew the moment he would call us home. While we're here, we have a mission. Jesus came into this world to save us from sin and death. When our Lord talked about death, he didn't talk, he didn't talk, he wasn't referring to physical death. Remember when, when uh, whether it was Lazarus or the, the, the uh, young girl, 
He said, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. <laughs> when when Scripture, or our Lord refers to death, he's talking about spiritual death. We know that our mortal death was, will occur, and we know these mortal bodies that we have will, will decay. We will return to dust. But we also know and believe that the immortal soul, because we are beings of body and soul, that our mortal soul was created to, to, and we were as body and soul, created to be with God forever in eternity. And that one day on that great and glorious last day, God will recreate our bodies and reunite them with our immortal souls. We will become body and soul once again, only in a glorified state. And we will reign with Christ. That's what this Lenten season is about. It's teaching us that in this world, well, we can be distracted by many, many things. We can be lured by many, many worldly things and and things that are attractive to our our mortal uh, concupiscence, our tendency, our leaning towards sin because of the sin of our first parents. But the grace that we receive from Almighty God in prayer and especially in the sacraments strengthen us and help us to do battle with those things of the world because you know who the prince of this world is, obviously. And he wants nothing more than to just distract us from the practice of our faith, from our encountering Jesus, from living as a true disciple. He wants to drag us into the pits of hell with him eventually. So we start this beautiful Lenten season together in a way that makes us stop and think and understand we have a lot of work to do, don't we, spiritually? We have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of work to do <laughs> in our lives. We sin, we fail, we fall. I was driving over here today, you know, and, and, and I don't know whether it was just in the first day back or... And I, I found myself becoming impatient on the road with people, and I said, "Wait a minute, stop that! This is Ash Wednesday. This is this is stop being that way." <laughs> not that I was being aggressive, but I was just getting impatient with people. Not you know, this guy driving. Literally, I was on Route One, and the car in front of me is kind of going crossing the line every now and then, and then slowing down. So I went to go pass him. And he's on his he's on his phone texting, doing sixty miles an hour. So I honked my horn at him. <laughs> Stunad. He's gonna kill himself or somebody else. I had to say, be patient, James. Be patient. But that's what we're all doing today, my friends. We're just kind of reevaluating, you know, who we are, where we can improve. And I'm talking improve spiritually, improve our relationship with the Lord. And each other, you know. As I said, I, I was I, I listened to the mass today on the network, and and when they in the general sessions when they prayed for broken relationships to be healed, because you know when you heal those relationships with Mother Angelica would always say, you know, she, you know, when you get to heaven, you may be surprised who's there, <laughs> and they may be surprised to see you there, but we're all going to be there, hopefully. So we have issues down here. Straighten them out because you may not have the opportunity up there. You don't know. But especially 
heal that relationship with the Lord. We're parts of the relationship that need healing. You know, maybe some of you uh, have a hard time with confession. You feel that, you know, it's not necessary. You don't sin. I once had someone tell me that they said they never committed a mortal sin in their life. Person was 30 years old. He never committed a mortal sin. Of course, there's three conditions required, right? I mean, we'll talk about that later on other programs in our teachings during Lent. We all sin. Whether mortally or not depends on the three conditions being met. Now, we all sin, and we all need confession, and we all need reconciliation with God. We all need to, to, to reconcile with each other, again, if not on a personal level, certainly on a spiritual level. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those who hate you. Pray for those who persecute you. Jesus didn't suggest that. He commanded that. So think about that as part of your Lenten mortification. Find some people in your life who... <laughs> but pray for them. Pray for them. And watch the healing begin. All right, so I'm going to leave. Time's up. I hear the music coming up. And uh, I'll be with you again tomorrow, God willing. Catechism Day. Good to be back. Thanks for coming back and joining me. I really appreciate that. Uh, and uh, have a great rest of your day, my friends. This Lenten journey will be a beautiful one together, I, I'm sure. Uh, my name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.